Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast with me, your host, Chanel Patrice Hancock here in Akron, Ohio, where it's a little past 30 degrees Fahrenheit right now. It's not even 7 a.m. in the morning. The sun hasn't come up yet. I just had my first cup of coffee and I'm starting my day and I decided, oh, well, why don't I create an episode Because it's December 23rd, two days before Christmas, three days before Kwanzaa. For people who celebrated Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah. Um, I want to start off by thanking the sponsors of the show, Anchor.fm. You guys rock. You know, if you guys want to create podcast like I have that has 10.6k listeners from 94 countries from around the world you can do it for free just go to anchor.fm it's so simple you can use your email address you can use twitter you can use facebook in order to create a free account it's 100% free and it's your podcast which is great and I've been able to reach a lot of people With doing this podcast since May 3rd, 2018. So, Anchor.fm is the place to go if you want to create a free podcast. It could be about anything you want. Whether it's the news, whether it's sports, politics, self-help, wellness, languages, Star Trek, whatever. So go to anchor.fm. You will not regret it. And also thank you to everybody who continues to listen, who continues to subscribe to my podcast. I really appreciate it. I do this for you guys. Just to let you know that I do. And, you know, I probably won't have a podcast um, next week because it'll be New Year's Eve. And I will be hanging out with friends and family. But I will have one the first week of the new year, 2020. Um, I have to say that I've found this year to be quite an interesting year for me. And I thought I would create a podcast talking about my, my wins this year in regards to language learning and not just language learning but life in general you know I started out 2019 you know doing interviews you know growing my podcast I had 1.7k listeners in like 40 countries and then over the course of the year my podcast continued to grow expeditiously. And, you know, that was because I was dedicated day in and day out every week to bringing you guys really good content. I mean, sometimes it does get difficult to try to find what I want to talk about in language learning because everyone's kind of talking about the same thing and you kind of want to be a little bit more creative with your content You know, try to be a little bit edgier with your content, you know, because you have people out there that are listening. 
And that's important. And for me, it's amazing to know that people are listening to me all the way as far as New Zealand, Australia, Asia, Africa, the Middle East, you know, Shukran, Afwan, Sabe. Um, you know, I I really enjoy um, getting to know my listeners. I you know, getting to know that every country that comes up in my analytic feed, it's it's amazing. You know, I mean, I didn't really check my analytic feed for a while, just because. I was like, what the hell is an analytic feed? You know, I mean, I'm new to this. So for me, it was, you know, a learning experience. And I got to track, like, how many people in Ohio were listening to me. How many people in this state. And and I I was like, wow, I'm, I'm growing. This is, like, so awesome. You know, and I mean, for me, that meant something. Because... You know, I didn't really know how many people were listening to me, per se. So, for me, I just wanted to be able to put out something that everybody could appreciate, everybody could relate to, whether you had a disability or not. And for me, you know, I live my life, I don't live my disability. And so, you know, I don't edit my podcast. What you hear is what you get. Um, You know, I don't have a professional editor. I don't have a ton of equipment. I record my podcast with my iPhone and my iPad Pro. And I put it out there. I record my interviews on Skype. And, you know, I figured out how to extrapolate the information and and get it loaded up to anchor independently just using my uh, text-to-speech software on my iPad and my iPhone and you know I didn't have keyboard commands I just used gestures and it you know it was a very discombobulating process for me just because My vision is limited. And, you know, I just told myself, I have to do this. Because if I don't do this, the people that are counting on me every week won't get their episode or won't get the interview that I promised. And I didn't want to let anyone down. Um, So I kept pushing. You know, I started some languages this year that I wouldn't have normally thought I would have started. I started Turkish and Thai, Cantonese, Hindi, Egyptian Arabic, Levantine Arabic, Icelandic, Finnish, some Greek, and I dabbled. But then I ended up taking out the Icelandic, Finnish, and Greek, and I left the rest of the languages for me to pursue even further because I felt that connection to that part of the world that I wouldn't have normally have felt. You know, I come from North America. I come from the U.S. You know, Mexico and Canada are here. 
South America, the Caribbean islands, Cuba, Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, Haiti. So because I'm on this side of the world, I'm not in Europe or Asia. I'm not in Africa or the Middle East. I'm not in New Zealand or Australia. It just, you know, to me, personally, to have all these different countries listening to my podcast and people from the Middle East in particular listening to my podcast, all the way from Sudan or Qatar, Iran, Kuwait, um, Amman, Palestine, Israel, Lebanon, Tanzania, um, Guinea, just, you know, Cambodia, all these different places. You know, I mean, I still have to get Bahrain. I still have to get Yemen and Syria and Costa, um, Costa Jubilee or something. I gotta remember the name of the 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 country in the Middle East. Sorry, let's see. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but there's like six countries left that I have to get for my podcast in regards to listenership. And I, I tell myself, if I could get that, that would be so awesome. You know, if I can get to 20,000 people by my birthday, that would be great too. If I can get to 30,000 this time next year, which I'm really going to try to do, you know, that would be great. You know, I plan on starting a new podcast too about another hobby that I have, which is cooking. And I plan on writing a cookbook, you know, with some of the recipes that I've learned how to cook from YouTube. And I've, I've added my own twist to them and, and the stuff that I cook at home for myself. Um, you know, it, life is, um, what you make it. But at the end of the day, I have to say, you know, I created a language learning group, which you guys can join called Chanel's Language Learning Journey Mastermind on Facebook, C-H-E-N-E-L-L-E apostrophe S, Language Learning Journey Mastermind. You can join it. I would encourage you to do so. I would love to get past like 1K or 2K. I mean, right now I only have 144 people in my group since January 13th and July 13th, sorry. Um, you know, I, I decided to create a group because, you know, I have just as much to offer to help people learn languages as anybody else does, you know. And I have both people who are totally blind, who have limited readable vision, and people who are sighted in my group. And everyone gets along. There's no bashing, no hating on people. It's a really great place to be able to share your love of language learning. That even includes, you know, if you have a recipe and you want to share that recipe in your target language, English in your target language, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. You're learning. 
That's the whole point of language learning. You're learning how to cook in another language. You're using the language skills that you're learning to incorporate things that you would do in your normal life in your language life. And I think a lot of people tend to assume that the only reason you need to learn a language for is for work purposes or to get a wife or a husband or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or to move to the country. Well, if you're going to move to the country, you need to know what food is there. And because not everybody eats the same foods, not everyone cooks the same way. You got to learn the measurements. You got to learn, you know, what dairy foods they have, what poultry foods they have, what fruits and vegetables, because they call them a different name in a different language. And you're going to have to go grocery shopping. So if they don't have a supermarket, but they have a farmer's market or an open market where you can go and buy fresh produce and goods, you need to be able to communicate with the local people who sell their their produce and, and their goods. And if you don't know the vocabulary for how to ask how much this is or you know, how many pounds this is, so forth and so on, it, you know, it can become quite a challenge to be able to know what you're buying. Yes, you might be able to see with your eyes, but there are some people that can't and their vision is limited or they have no vision. And so they have to be able to verbally communicate in the target language when you're doing your day-to-day tasks, and you need to know what certain things are in order to effectively communicate and live life, you know? And I look at it like this, when I'm learning about someone else's culture and their language, I also go and learn about the history of the country, the politics of the country. I do all of that just because I want to be able to have a full knowledge base of, you know, how things work in that country. You, how I may communicate in English might be totally different when I communicate something to someone in Russian, for instance. There's certain things I wouldn't do in Russian that I would do in English. And this is just something that I find personally for me Um, to help me become a better language learner and a better global citizen as well. And I think sometimes people put too much emphasis on, I need to be at a B2 or C1 or C2. That's great. But, okay, what are you accomplishing by wanting to get there? Are there goals that you want to achieve other than let's have a certificate because that certificate's not going to get you anywhere. All it's going to do is just say, oh, well, this is where you're at, at the moment. It doesn't have anything to do with your ability to be able to speak in a confident manner and be able to get your point across to whoever. People focus so much on trying to be perfect when they're speaking. They just don't think about, I just need to speak. 
Well, I do that. I go out and I speak whether I make mistakes or not. I don't have time to look crap up on Google. I don't have time to look crap up on Google Translate or whatever dictionary program I may have, so forth and so on. I can care less. As long as I'm trying to get my point across and people understand what I'm saying, that's what matters to me more so than... I need to be at a B2 or C2. Oh my God, if I'm not there by this time, I failed. No, you didn't fail. That's the whole point. You did not fail. You did succeed. You got off your butt and you tried to do something. To break through that wall of uncertainty and doubt. To make something positive happen. And yes, I might have went and to like two restaurants this year and I might have uh, ordered food and and had a conversation in the target language without having to revert to English, which was great for me. That might have been a little goal, but that was a big accomplishment for me personally because I had never done that since my college years. So, you know, people think, Okay, you got to be fluent by this time. No, you don't. Who are you trying to impress? The only person you have to validate with your language learning is you. Remember that? You know, you could sit and listen to Ollie Richards or Luca Lampriello or Steve Kaufman, Benny Lewis. You can, you know, um, Moses McCormick. You can listen to all these people talk about their methods and how they do things. And this is just their particular blueprint to how they go about it. Everyone's going to have their blueprint of how they go about it. Your blueprint has to be something that is significant for you and you alone. And with that comes progress. I made a lot of progress this year. I didn't know how to introduce myself. I didn't know how to say good morning or good evening in in Greek. I did a little bit of Greek for three weeks. I did a little bit of Korean this year. And I would have never thought that I would have learned a little bit of Korean. I might not remember a lot of it, but I tried it to see if it was something that I would like. I did open my mind up, which was important to me. And... As a result of that, you know, people were impressed that I could speak languages. I might not be fluent in every single one. I really don't care. You know, the fact that I'm making the attempt to do it is much more important to me than how fluent I am. Fluency is how the words flow out of your mouth. When you are talking about proficiency... It's about how much information you have in your head to be able to communicate with. Now, people think that they need to be at a native level to speak a language, and that's not true. You know, I, you know, I find so many people online who contradict themselves so much about language learning and where they're at, well, one person will sit there and say, you need to study one language at a time. Okay, if that's the language you want to study, whether it's Russian, French, whether it's Arabic, Japanese, Hindi, Urdu, 
go for it. But if that's the only language you want to study for that year, go for it. You will make tremendous progress by doing that. But if you want to study three or four languages, you might want to break that up in half an hour segments. Do a language a day, you know, or do two languages a day. Do one in the morning, do one at night. That way your brain, you have time to let your brain settle with the first language that you learned. You know, do a little bit of reading, do a little bit of speaking, do a little bit of writing. Whether you're writing a text or whether you're writing a little note, you're doing something with that language. Whether you're speaking it out loud or singing a song, whether you're listening to a podcast or reading a newspaper article, you're doing something with the language. As long as you keep contact with the language every day, every little bit helps. And that's what people need to understand. This is a process that is ongoing, is continuous, and it will last for the rest of your life. It will also change the rest of your life. It will change your view of that culture, that society, those people in so many ways. I have got nothing but positive feedback from people from Finland, people from Russia, people from France, people from Thailand and Hong Kong and Japan and Vietnam, all because I like languages. I like all languages, but I know which ones I want to speak. And so when I am learning, I'm learning for myself. I'm not learning for anybody else. I'm not learning for a job to try to make millions of dollars and write all these books and all these courses. I mean, that's great. If that's something that someone wants to do, oh, the sky's the limit, go for it. But for me, I feel that my teachable moment is when I can press the record button on my podcast creator and I can tell you about how my day went with language learning. You know, because I'm sure that there are people out there that have dealt with similar issues and that are dealing with similar issues. You know, I mean, I've had to stop watching people for a while and focus on my own language learning because, you know, you can watch all the YouTube videos, but if you don't get off your butt and do it, it'll never get done. You'll just be procrastinating and that's not something that you want. You want to be able to progress throughout the year. Whether you started off at the beginning, day one, five minutes, and by the time the year ended, you're at an hour. Well, that's progression. You've, You've gone from baby steps to a whole hour. That says something about your level of commitment to your language learning or whatever it is that you want to achieve in life. I mean, this goes way beyond language learning you know life is one big adventure you know you never stop growing and expanding your mind you never stop learning that is what people fail to realize i learned these languages because i like to learn not because i want to be the next uh you know guru of language learning I see myself as someone that's more of a motivational speaker to get people motivated and pumped up and fueled to want to learn the next language or languages. I mean, 
right now I've been focusing for almost two months on Levantine Arabic. Have I done it consistently every day? Um, yes and no. And the reason why I say that far is because I'm more concentrated now on trying to learn vocabulary, food vocabulary, so I can cook Lebanese food. I've been concentrating on cooking Lebanese food the whole time. You know, and I enjoy it. I watch Blanche from Feast in the Middle East. I follow her stuff, you know, and I really enjoy it. Um, you know, I can't read the print, but I can listen to the video and I can watch the video and I can follow her recipe and then I can subtract or add what I want to subtract or add from it and make it my own. And it's such a great feeling when you can make something that you've taken the time to want to learn how to make. And you're learning about the culture of Palestine and Syria and Lebanon and other parts of the Middle East, just like when I was learning a little bit of Egyptian Arabic and I was learning about Ramadan and I was learning about how they have to fast and how, you know, throughout the day they have drinks that they can drink that would replenish, replenish their energy, you know, and, you know, it just wasn't like I'm not eating any food. You know, there were other ways for them to get their nutrients and supplements in without, you know, passing out pretty much. And I learned so much from that, just going on the Mango app and, and learning basic Egyptian Arabic, which I'm not even done with the daggone course. It's only like 10 chapters. I went and decided to do Levantine Arabic because we have a large amount of people from Lebanon. And the I like going to Latins and Montrose, which is a, a restaurant, uh, a Middle Eastern restaurant. Here in Akron, we have two of them, one off of um, West Market and one in Montrose. And I go to the one in Montrose with my friend because it's near Old Navy. Um, disclosure, I'm not working for Atlantans or Old Navy. I'm just using this as an example of what, what I like to do when I'm, you know, learning a language. I like to go to restaurants and order food. So I'm just using this as an example. I just wanted to bring that up. Um, so, and I am not getting paid by mango languages either. I just want everybody to know this. Um, so, as a result of this, I have come to the understanding that, okay, I want to order food. So, I want to try Lebanon, um, french fries and chicken shawarma. The next time I go to Alliance, if they haven't, um, you know, and I'm going to ask in uh, Levantine Arabic because I have a week until my friend comes and I'm going to focus on that, on that all week, you know, plus I'm going to teach myself how to make chicken shawarma, you know, and I think that's going to be kind of cool to be able to do those things. You know, I learned how to make an Indian rice pudding watching um, a Gordon Ramsay video on YouTube, you know, so I'm, you know, playing around with my rice cooker and my crock pot and my stove and, you know, and I'm visually impaired and I, I have, you know, limited 
physical vision out of my left eye. I mean, that's my good eye. I see the bigger picture, not the smaller picture. So I might not be able to read print, but I can follow directions by just listening and and, and copying what's what's there. And I take what I want to take and I subtract what I want to subtract and I make my own concoction and it comes out pretty good. And, you know, I get a lot of joy out of that. Now, I mean, personally, I feel that when you're learning a language, you need to be as creative as you possibly can. And that's what I'm doing towards the end of the year is I'm making my language learning about my life. You know, I'm learning how to cook things from India and from the Middle East, you know, because I get tired of eating the same food. And I'm going to be honest, as long as you have the ingredients, you're good to go. Um, make sure you have your rose water. Make sure you have your, your orange blossom water. Make sure you have your ghee, your clarified butter, which technically you could make clarified butter by... Uh, melting the butter and then taking the film that's over the butter after it's melted and you take that off and that's clarified butter afterwards. So if you want to try to do that, you know, do that and let me know what happens. Um, I haven't tried it yet, but a friend of mine told me who was a sous chef a long time ago, this is how you do clarified butter. Just because, um, you know, people go out and buy it when you really don't have to. You know, and so... um, you know, just make sure you have real sugar. Um, you know, you have um, all your ingredients to make the recipes you want to make. You know, and I mean, I've lost weight this year. I've created my own language learning group. Um, I'm over 10,000 listeners now since October. You know, and I did not know that these positive things were going to happen to me as a result of me continuing to do this podcast. As a result of this, I got to interview people like Alex Rollins and Richard Simcock. And I got to uh, interview Dr. Krashen. And I got to interview Steve Kaufman, even though the interview did not pan out the way that I wanted to because it didn't record. <laughs> um, you know, I got to hook up with innovative language learning and as of January 1st I'll be doing marketing and advertising with them for the podcast show and you know every time someone subscribes to you know their Arabic pod or their Vietnamese pod or their Danish class or um, Mandarin class Norwegian class um courses you know I get a percentage of that and I also teamed up with the Michelle Thomas method um here in Boston Massachusetts and I got to interview um Sarah Cole um who was the publishing editor for the Michelle Thomas method out of uh, Hooter and Stolten out of London um this year So I got to do some collaborations that I didn't think I would be able to do last year. It didn't happen because I wasn't as established. But because I put the work in and the time and I'm consistent, this is why this is happening. Next year, 
I'm going to continue with my podcast and add another podcast for cooking, you know. And so I'm going to have two podcasts next year. And I, I think that's great because I like to branch myself out. You know, I call my hero Tony Robbins. I love Tony Robbins. Um, you know, I actually spent all day yesterday binge-watching his motivational speeches. You know, and you have to put action forth. You have to start with yourself and, and realize, yes, I can do this. I can learn this language. I can make this recipe. I can travel to Mexico. I just have to be able to put the tools in place in order to be able to make it happen. And yes, you can make something happen out of nothing. And I'm proof of that. No, I'm not making, you know, I'm not selling 100,000 books all over the world. I'm not, um, you know, selling anything. I'm giving my expertise from my own learning experience um, in my own life experience to help other people. And that's my goal is to be able to help as many people around the world as possible. If I can get to 11,000 listeners by the 31st of next week, that would be a great goal to end on for 2019 for me. I would have gain like over 9,300 more listeners doing that. And that says a lot because I wouldn't have never thought one person would have listened, let alone 10,600 and something people from 94 countries around the world. I, I was hoping that I can get to 100 countries by the end of the year. Not to say that it still can't happen. I believe that it can with everybody's, you know, help. I truly do believe that. Um, you know, for me, for personally, I feel that this year was a very productive year for me. I ended on a high note. You know, I got to do things and interview people and learn more languages and learn about other people's cultures. You know, I began with Turkish and I ended with Levantine Arabic. That says something about me. You know, I'm also still creating my professional page and I'm trying to figure out which direction I want to go with that, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, everything is a work in progress. I take it one project at a time. You know, sometimes good things happen to people when they keep persevering. You keep progressing. That's what learning in life is about. If you want change to happen, you have to put action behind it. You have to put some type of work ethic behind it. Because if you're not working every day, even if it's 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes a day towards that goal, it'll never happen. It'll just be just that empty, hollow words. You want to put your words where your mouth is, your mouth where your actions are. 
you know, and if I wouldn't have taken a risk last year in May to do it, just, I just did it. I, you know, no one had to force me to do anything. I just did it. And it's changed my life for the better. You know, some people might not still understand where the hell I'm coming from, but there's a lot of people out there that do. And I'm very, very happy that I can help you in the smallest measurement or the biggest one. You know, I don't have all the answers, but I'm willing to embark my knowledge in my growth and my successes and my failures in a podcast. You know, I mean, I look at it like this. I use this as a go as an uh example before I wrap up the podcast. Um I was making some chicken and shrimp gumbo on Friday. And I had used my new Quasar chopper my food processor and you know how it has the blades so I took it out and I washed it and dried it while I was about to put it back in what happens I'm thinking I'm being careful with it so I will not cut myself for the second time and I cut myself blood everywhere I went and grabbed the nearest towel and I put water on it, and I put Neosporin, and my friend next door helped me bandage myself up, and I kept it on for like 12 to 15 hours. It stopped bleeding. We changed it, and then I let it air out for the rest of the weekend. Well, yes. Was that painful? Yes. Did I have to work around my index finger on my right hand? Yes. Now it's healing. After three days. But I didn't give up. I didn't stop cooking. I didn't stop doing anything because I cut myself. I just kept going. Now, did my gumbo turn out okay? Yes. Am I still eating on it? Oh, yeah. I'll finish it up today. You know, and to be honest, you're going to have some setbacks. But I didn't allow it to be the end all or be all of me finishing my gumbo. I had put everything in the crock pot. I was just cleaning out my food processor so it wouldn't smell like onions. You know, so now I know I have to be careful when I'm using it. A lot more careful. (laughs) You know, and I mean, yes, the first time I used it, I stubbed my finger. The second time I used it, I cut my finger. It's a little cut. On my index finger. Let me tell you something. You better be happy that I wasn't bleeding profusely. Because, oh my God. (laughs) You know, but I cleaned everything up and disinfected and everything. And, oh yeah. You know, and I'm visually impaired. And and you're going to have that. You're going to cut yourself. Whether you can see, whether you can't see very well. And, you know, I still know what blood looks like and all that. I see the bigger picture, not the smaller picture. So, at the end of the day, I didn't let that setback deter me from finishing my goal of making my gumbo. My gumbo came out really well. 
and I used my rice cooker to make my rice and it was great. And you know, I'll finish up my gumbo today and then I'll cook me something tomorrow. Um, something quick because I'm making salmon for Christmas. So to everybody, I hope you have a great Christmas and a great holiday. Um, I will say that I am really motivated for 2020. And I am going to continue my Levantine Arabic. I'm going to continue my Hindi. I'm going to continue my Japanese up to a certain point. Um, you know, and I will go to, um, um, Nihane Igimas, um, restaurant ne Nihone Igimas. And I will. And when I go to order me some food in Japanese, you know, some chicken teriyaki, um, you know, I will do that and I will have a small conversation. And that's my little goal. And my other goal is to be able to understand all the sports commentation for the Olympics at the end of July going into August because it's in Tokyo, Japan. And I can't wait because that that was the reason I wanted to learn Japanese in the first place was because I wanted to order food. I wanted to be able to watch some Japanese cinema and I wanted to be able to understand the Olympics. You know, if I don't ever go to Japan, that's fine. You know how many Japanese people in this damn home country I can speak basic Japanese with? Hey, that, you know, I'm very fortunate because I live in the U.S. And I can find people from all over the place. I mean, I, there's so many people in Akron that live here from all over the world that I can have conversations with and bits of this language and that language. I mean, you know, the um, people from India who speak, you know, Hindi and Sanskrit and, you know, it's it's a great thing to see. And I think sometimes, you know, people put too much pressure on themselves to try to succeed to native level. And you don't have to be native in order to enjoy speaking a language. Don't put that much pressure on yourself. Stop beating yourself up because you're not at this level. Dude, you have the whole lifespan of your existence to learn it. It's not something that you need to do in like five hours. It just isn't. You know, trying to rush to, to learn something is not going to help you progress any further. It's going to set you back because it's going to slow you down. You're only going to do it for so long. And then after that, you're going to stop because it's not interesting anymore. I try to find fun ways in order to be able to get my language learning in. So if I'm practicing my Italian, I'll go to Netflix and I'll listen to an, um, a Netflix original in Italian, like an episode or two, you know. I'm not in a textbook all the time. You don't have to be. You know, 
I started my own language learning group to help people with, you know, using my, my method. Um, you know, and I mean, a lot of people could say, oh, well, she's not being original enough. Well, I am being original enough because I'm learning my languages for me. I'm not learning it for anybody else. And it's a journey that's an individual journey. And I think people need to understand that first and foremost. Otherwise, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment time and time again. And I, I listen to these people on Twitter beat themselves up over the least littlest thing. And I mean, it's so like a waste of your time. It's unreal. Like, so you didn't get this many vocabulary words today. They're not going anywhere. You can acquire these words tomorrow or a couple hours from now if you take a break and stop putting so much pressure on yourself. It almost seems like people are trying to perform for each other and one-up each other. You don't have to do that. No one cares. But I mean, if people are going to make a big deal about how well you speak something and they want to judge you, well, have them try learning Turkish and Finnish and Icelandic and some Greek and Hindi and two different dialects of Arabic and Cantonese throughout the year. And see how well they go with it. They're, I guarantee you, if you didn't have the motivation to want to learn these languages or learn bits of these languages, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't try. And I had the desire. Now, yes, do I need to go back to finish? Yeah. Why? Because I spent money on Harry Potter finish books. So, yes, and I am going to be getting Ollie Richards short stories in Dutch, Turkish, Icelandic, and Finnish, and Arabic, you know, eventually. And, you know, that gives me something to read. I mean, I don't mind buying his books because they're like eight bucks a book. So, I mean, if I buy two next month, the other two, plus another, you know, okay, so I spent $40. That's $40 that I could use to improve my reading. But I'm also going to watch documentaries. I'm also going to practice speaking. You know, I might not be the best. I'm not worried about it. I'm having a good time doing it. And as long as you're enjoying the process, you will become so much more able to progress through that language or those series of languages or whatever it is you're trying to do in life. Life is one big learning experience. If you don't learn anything, you're not growing. And this is the truth as I see it. I mean, you may not agree with what I just said in this podcast today, or you might. You know, let me know what you think. Um, you know, and I, I have to say that because I look at it as I enjoy it. I enjoy learning. I enjoy history and politics and food and culture and people. And I love being around people. And I love helping people. 
And this is my way to be able to help you understand language learning is a journey and a process that's ongoing and it will continue to be ongoing until the day you die. And this is the truth. If you love it that much, go for it. If you need to take a break, go for that too. And there's nothing wrong with that. Let me tell you this. There's nothing wrong with that. I have dabbled in a whole bunch of languages. I still remember a nice chunk of what I've learned. It's not that I have it. But at the end of the day, if it's submitted in my head, I know I'm not going to forget it. What you learn, you don't forget. And that is the truth of it. You know, I'm going to be honest. I'm learning about Lebanese politics now. You know, uh, they've just gotten a new president. And, I mean, it's been crazy since October for them. You know, and and the stability of their country and where they're their country is going forward as far as progressing in in its, you know, government and, and making ways to stabilize the country, not only economically, but education-wise, socially, so forth and so on. And so, you know, I, I found me a podcast where I can listen. I, I'm, I'm listening to Haifaweeb, H-A-I-F-A. W-E-H-B-E. And I have a few songs of hers. You know, I found out she was 40 years old. So she's around my age. I'm 42, going on 43. And I'm listening to her. And I probably will get a couple of her CDs, um, you know, in their entirety. Just because I want to be able to, to listen to it over and over again. I even found her on Spotify. And I'm following her on Spotify. So, I mean, not Spotify, um, SoundCloud. And so, I am having a good time learning about Lebanese culture and Lebanese politics and Lebanese food and the people. And it's just amazing. Like, the owners of the Golden Knights, the Maloof Brothers in Vegas, they're three-quarters Lebanese, one-quarter Irish. I've been following them for years. And, and, and their their business ventures and so forth and so on. And so, you know, they don't speak Levantine Arabic, but, you know, I just, you know, it's amazing to see how your parents and grandparents can immigrate from Lebanon and they can create what they've created to be, you know, a, a competing force in the business and sports and entertainment world, which is great. You know, so I guess I look at it and, um, you know, I'm, I'm really going forward with my language learning overall. And I'm learning so much, you know, um, so much more than what I thought I would, I would learn. And, you know, I said, I'm going to concentrate on my Levantine Arabic, and I'm going to concentrate on my Hindi, and I'm going to concentrate on my Japanese. And if I can get to an A2, B1 in these languages speaking them, that's fine. I can, I can live with that, you know, and I don't mind that. 
But I also have to say, in hindsight, that I personally feel I'm not going to stress myself out about it if I don't get to where I said I was going to get to. You know, life gets in the way of a lot of things, and you have to kind of come to the understanding that you're not going to always reach the goal you set in the beginning of the year, but as long as you keep trying to get there, that's what matters the most. Not if it was achieved. Now, if you can achieve it, that's great. Like, I still want to publish my cookbook by the end of next year, you know, and self-publish it on Amazon. And, um, you know, I want to be able to do that. And, you know, I want to be able to... um, You know, I want to see how that goes. And if the English book goes well, then I might take the cookbook the following year and put it in one of the target languages, have someone help me. And I'll put it in in Arabic or I'll put it in um, Russian or French or something, you know, and, and see what happens. You know, um, and and for me personally, like, that's a dream of mine and I plan on making it a reality. You know, I mean, I'm considering doing, you know, taking some business courses through Hadley School for the Blind and Visually Impaired, and they're free. And, um, you know, take me some business courses and get my business writing up. So, you know, I can create my brand even further than the podcast that I'm going to be doing. And, you know, language learning can benefit you in so many ways. And not just in order to speak a language well to your satisfaction, not society's satisfaction. Um, But... To be able to incorporate it in your life like you would your mother tongue. And that's what I try to do with my languages. Incorporate it into my life. Which means if I want to be able to make me some borscht next week, I'll make me some borscht. If I want to make me a tort, a chocolate tort, which is a chocolate cake um, and from Russia, I will do that. If I want to make pascoltis and cannolis, I'll get the freaking Dago recipe and I'll learn how to make pascoltis and cannolis, which I still want to do, by the way. So I, you know, and if I have to get it in English and then and then find the ingredients in Italian, so I know what the ingredients are in Italian, that's great too. I'm using my skills with language in order to transform my culinary skills. And that says something about me as a person, that I'm willing to go the extra mile to progress as a language learner. And it doesn't mean you have to be in a textbook 24 hours a day. You just don't. I say, 
I wouldn't say throw away the textbooks. I would say put them aside and start opening your mind to bigger and better things with language. Because it's just a tool to be able to communicate. But you can communicate through food, through art, through other means other than written. And I will tell you, a lot of times people connect over those things more so than they connect over politics and religion. That's great. If that's something you're interested in, go for it. I would never knock you. I respect all faiths, all politics, views. You know, I might not agree, but I respect it. And, you know, to my Middle Eastern brothers and sisters who practice Islam or Judaism or they practice Christianity, you know, Assalamu alaikum, Kifik Haitritik, Sabe, U Kifak Haitritak, Sabe, Shukran Afan Sabe, Me Salame. Anna Chanel Han Min America U Anna America U Becky Arabi Sway Sabe If you guys want to subscribe to the podcast, go to anchor.fm, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google, Play Store, Spotify, or any place where you can download podcasts. Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast, C-H-E-N-E-L-L-E apostrophe S, Language Learning Journey Podcast. You can also join my language learning group at Chanel's Language Learning Journey Mastermind on Facebook, C-H-E-N-E-L-L-E apostrophe S. Also, if you want to get 35% off Japanese Michelle Thomas on michellethomas.com m-i-c-h-e-l-t-h-o-m-a-s.com you can go to the site up until next Tuesday on the 31st where you can get 35% off if you type in the promotional code Chanel C-H-E and E-L-L, you will get 35% off not only the Japanese course, but any Michelle Thomas course that you would like to purchase one time only. So if you get the foundation course for 100 bucks, you'll get 35% off. If you get the intermediate course, you'll get 35% off. If you get the vocabulary builder, which is $75, you get 35% off. And it's a one-time use for my promotional code. I just want you to know that. Um, Also, 
next year I will be working with innovative language learning as well and so um, I will give you the information for that um, in my January podcast Um, this will be the last podcast for the year episode 125 um, because I'm going to be on vacation um, until two weeks from today. 